Hey, it's Alan, and I just wanted to let you know that you can now listen to the ongoing history of new music early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know, it's hard being in a band. All that time close together, day and night, in cramped vans and crappy dressing rooms and awful hotel rooms. Record company issues, personal issues, personnel problems, and the general fragile state of the human condition. It's no wonder so many groups break up. After a while, it's just too much trouble to stay together. But there are exceptions. Bands that somehow manage to stay together in the same form forever, no matter what happens. The Radiohead that we know today is really the only Radiohead that's ever been. U2 hasn't had a lineup change since 1978. ZZ Top has been the same since the three guys got together in 1969. And here's one other to add to the list. Billy Talent. Same four guys since 1993. How have they managed that? Well, if you want the truth, you go to the source. This is Billy Talent in their own words, part three. This is the ongoing history of new music, the podcast edition with Alan Cross. That's Billy Talent and Surrender when a four singles pulled from their second album. Welcome again, I'm Alan Cross, and this is the third and final installment of Billy Talent in Their Own Words. I had all four guys to myself for an hour and a half, and I got such good stuff from them that I didn't want to cut anything. If you heard the first two episodes, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Honest, straightforward talk from the guys. And we're going to pick up the conversation with the third album, which was produced by Pearl Jam's favorite guy, Brendan O'Brien. Now, going into the studio with the guy responsible for helping to shape the sound of one of the biggest bands of the last quarter century is, well, just so much to learn. Here's Ian DeSa. We would record stuff, and at the end, he'd be like, something doesn't, something needs to fit in this pocket right here, and literally walk into the other room and pick up, like, like xylophones and, and, like, weird instrumentation, and, and just, he was just adding it all in, like, like not planned out background vocals he's like Ian come sing here and we'll we'll do a harmony and in Save Veronica there's this part that it's just me and him singing background and harmonies and he just literally would come up with it on the spot whether it was in tune or not it, it, it doesn't matter yeah it's, it's just vibe, background effect yeah. and he would just tuck it into the mix and you can hear it faintly in the background but but uh, I learned that that's not everything has to be so calculated that way when you're making a record I mean you can go do stuff that you know, you're going to tuck it in the background, so it's not going to be the thing in the front of the mix, but that's what I learned from Okay. Give me a Billy Talent song that you can tell us, you can point to us, 
something in the mix that we may not have noticed before. In Dad Can't Testify, there's a part where Brendan plays, uh, I can't even remember the name yeah, of the like instrument. a malleted, malleted no, no, like, a, uh, like piano mandolin type of thing. It looked like it was from like the 1700s. <laughs> and he literally just played played so the a, mallets bounce off the strings and yeah, make so it yeah like a harpsichord like, kind of sound if you listen right. in the background there's it happens throughout the uh, intros and all over that record there's, there's a also lot of cool a, things. there's a couple of cool this is actually really cool so brennan recorded blood sugar sets magic with uh with rick rubin he was the engineer and that's our a, favorite, one of a, our favorites there's a thing on like breaking the girl there's like this thing called a mellotron which is a taped piano so it was it, it would have the sound of like a flute like an actual recorded flute, but you would play it as a piano chord, so it would sound like kind of like a string arrangement almost. Yeah. Flutes. Yeah, but it would be a flute. And I remember being in his where in his recording studio in Atlanta, and he has all this gear and everywhere. And I was like, "Is that a mellotron?" He's like, "Yeah." And he pulled it out, and I said, "Is this the mellotron from?" He's Breaking like, "Yeah, that's girl, from yeah. that's from the Chili Peppers, and that's he's played on." He's like, "I haven't played that in years." And then the next day we show up and he played it yeah. on Veronica, yeah. St. Veronica, and a song called White Sparrows off that yeah, record. He I, actually played played it. Yeah, after we, we told him yeah. how big of a fans of his background stuff on that record yeah. was, he, he just, just kind of went kinda opened, up yeah. a, opened up a new door <laughs> yeah. and he was just doing, we're like, is it okay? And we're like, yeah, go ahead, do your and thing, And now man. you could hear it on yeah. these songs. And the yeah. Mellotron is most famous, you probably already know this, from Stairway to Heaven. It's the instrument, yeah. it's that background flute mm-hmm. on yeah. St- yeah. Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. So anyway, things like that. All right, let's have a listen. From Billy Talent 3, this is St. Veronica. Billy Talent with St. Veronica, a song that uses some of the same instruments that the Chili Peppers used on Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Now, on to the fourth album, and it had a proper name. You finally come up with a title. Hey! <laughs> yes. And this is Dead Silence. Why Dead Silence? To be honest, we were just really sick of interviewers asking us why we keep numbering our albums. Yeah. That literally was, we were like, yeah. it's yeah. because it became the focal point of every interview, yeah. not about the music. So we literally were just like, let's just change. Let's then it changed. It. How come you don't number your yeah. albums anymore? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's gone now, though, I think. Yeah. Yeah. After yeah. a couple more. Yeah. yeah. Down on your knees, you don't look so tall. That was the first single from Dead Silence, Viking Death March, that fourth album, which was released on September 11th, 2012. Let's go deeper. So this is 2012. Again, more transitions. You're one of these bands that have followed the changes in technology since the birth of the internet with the general public, right? So 2012, uh, we've got iPhones. We're starting to have streaming. The record industry still hasn't figured out digital stuff entirely yet. And and where does that leave you guys? I mean, at, at the beginning, it was all about how many units you shipped in the stores. By 2012, it's not about that at all. I think our just our, our approach to it, uh, you can't compete with free. Right. So as much as these mediums were developing and it, it almost felt like every two months there was something else coming out. 
it was like Facebook or MySpace or MySpace, Facebook to Twitter, or, you know, and all these kind of new mediums were always presenting themselves. So we would just kind of, we never would even really think about that we one. Work, so we never made money off of record sales. Like it was like, always touring is that's how we made our, our money from the beginning, the, right from the beginning, even back in 2003. Um, yeah, was, you can't really control how people consume it. All you can do is control the, what you're, creating out yeah you know like we like the fact that when you see on the chart that the album that album came out number two because michael jackson died um and (laughs) on the same week so all of michael jackson's albums not dead silence is number two behind all of them um so that's nice to see and everything but it really doesn't affect anything so you guys you guys were farrah fawcett yeah, she awesome. died the same day yeah, as Michael Jackson. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Aw, that's sad. Uh, but the, the one thing that that's worked for us, I think, is um, from day one, we always wanted to have great artwork that accompanied the, the album. And and that album, Dead Silence, uh, we had uh, we work with a guy named Ken Taylor who does uh, a lot of band like Turing Prints and, and Silkscreen Art. And we did all the artwork for that. And um, I just thought it was a really interesting stack because we were just in Germany and the president of Germany said 67% of their sales are still physical in Germany. Mm. And that means a lot. People, that means people are buying vinyl still and people are buying like deluxe box packages because they want something with cool artwork that's physical. Yeah, there's a couple of places. There's, there's Germany, there's South Korea, there's Japan yeah. that, that do well with physical still. They haven't quite uh, abandoned it entirely. So I think that's something that's worked for our last two records at least, yeah. Mm-hmm. And a live show as well. It was always it was always about touring and always about putting on a live show and doing what we created in the studio and bringing that to people. And and you can't really download a live show. You have to go and buy a ticket and see a band live. And that's what we really prided ourselves on since the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Our live our live dynamic has always, always been, been something that we uh, yeah. Uh, we take a lot of pride in, and and it's the best to be able to play in front of people. <laughs> Talent and surprise, surprise from the fourth album, Dead Silence. Still to come, the fifth album, Aaron's Battle with MS. And how long can these guys keep going? This is the third and final part of Billy Talent in their own words. We've covered off four albums so far, and now we're ready to venture into the fifth, which came after a reasonably long break. So there was a four year break uh, before uh, Afraid of Heights came out. And I, we, I remember having discussions with people. Because we were deep into the Mumford and Sons era. Yeah. Which meant a lot of banjos, uh, a lot of scruffy beards, uh, a lot of mandolins. Uh, indie rock had more or less taken over, but it was this this melodic, woe is me, um, introspective kind of stuff. There really wasn't a lot of rock bands breaking, well, making any, any kind of waves after about... 2012 2013 so there were discussions where well if billy talent came up with a new record would rock stations across canada play it that's what we were wondering yeah that's what we were wondering too yeah 
Yeah, I mean, again, you can't really think about it too much when you're when you're when you're working on something. And we also uh, going back to that reference that I said. You know, you look at bands that have careers, and there's the ebb and flows. There's the up and down, and you can't control the mediums. You can't control uh, how people are going to get it or if they're going to get it. But all you can do is control the quality of it, and that's something that we take very you know we put a lot of stock into. So. Uh, yeah, when this record was, you know, we weren't like complete. I'll be completely honest with you. We weren't sure how it was going to go. Like we didn't, we don't know. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember when we found out that, uh, you know, playing the songs for our friends and, and playing some demos and people were really getting moved by it. And they were really, you know, it, it, it activated something in them. And that was, that was really cool to see. And I, I, I don't know if it kind of relates to back in the day when we first came out, where it was this homogenized kind of very pedestrian middle of the road kind of thing that was happening. And we were not that. So it just, it kind of jumped out a little bit more. And if that is now become again, the, you know, cause everything was very happy white guy music, you know, or sad white guy music or whatever, you know, <laughs> but when this record, when you listen to it and you put it in comparison to the stuff that's, around it it really jumps out you know so i think it's just it's just kind of always been in our nature is to <laughs> be a, a thorn well and you may have got your timing right because That's what I'm saying, yeah. with yeah. with brexit creating all kinds of problems in the u in, oh, in, in europe with you know the refugee crisis creating all kinds of problems in europe with the rise of the right creating all kinds of problems in You're europe saying it, brother, yeah. with mm-hmm. donald trump yeah yeah and and now you know the time is right for angry, uh, aggressive, outspoken art of mm. all sorts. And who's in the middle of it all? You guys. Yeah, I, and, our, and the, the record touches on basically every one of those subjects you just talked about. Yeah, I, I think um, it's interesting because we were just in Europe and a lot of people ask, like, so this is your political record. And I'm like, this, it's not even like political is just a label now. This is reality. Like this is what's happening globally. And, and the, the topics on this album are happening to and affecting people that I know. Um, so it's not a political record. It's, it's reality to me. And I think uh, a few years ago when I saw the undercurrent of this kind of happening, um, a lot of these songs were being developed around that time. And now it's just, it, you know, a lot of it's uh, come true in a way, which yeah. sucks, but uh it's uh, definitely the right time for an album like this. Louder Than The DJ, a song I first heard in demo form several months before the Afraid of Heights album was released. And that demo had some programmed drums in it, which was weird. Why wasn't Aaron on the track? Was this just something that Ian did on his own? Well, kind of yes, and there was a very good reason for it. Aaron's multiple sclerosis had flared up. You were first diagnosed with MS when? 1998, when I was 24. What were the symptoms? Um, Buzzing legs from my hips down. Uh, I I could barely walk to my job at Chrysler. Um, I had... uh, optic neuritis in my left eye so I lost a lot of vision in my eye and just uh yeah just being confused and trying to figure out what all that meant was uh really difficult now you managed to keep it under control for a very long time mm-hmm. very long time uh with just a, a series of, of of drugs and and changes in prescriptions yep drugs and uh just being positive and and 
and just wanting to do all the things I wanted to do. I just didn't let it get me down. And, uh, and I, I was on this needle therapy for about over a decade and, uh, yeah, it all, it all seemed to work and yeah. And then it just stopped. Feel myself, feel myself getting slower as I get older, as we all do, you know? On January 15th, 2016, Aaron posted a message on YouTube. Just uh, wanted to let everybody know what is going on in Billy Talent world right now. The album is being recorded as we speak. As you know, I've had MS for over 15 years now, and it hasn't stopped me from recording music and touring music ever. Over the past six or seven months, I've been dealing with a relapse. Uh, I'm gonna be switching medicine this week and doing everything I can to get healthy. With MS, these symptoms that I have right now are just kind of slowing me down. Anyone with MS can tell you uh, a set of stairs can be daunting at times and imagine having to sit down and play drums um, it can get very tiring. I approached the guys about this, and the first thing they said to me is that they would wait for me to get better and figure it out. I kind of uh, told them that I can't do that right now because I don't know how long it's going to take for me to get better. I'm not going to be able to play drums on this record, and I just need to focus on my health while the record's being recorded. But uh, we have reached out to Jordan Hastings from Alexis on Fire, Say Yes, and asked if he would have time to come in and learn these songs and record these songs. And he has said yes. So uh, right now he's in there recording the drums. Um, it's pretty cool to see he's such a good drummer. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to be taking a lot of pictures and filming and documenting everything that's going on. Um, and rest assured that I am going to do everything I can to get back on the drums. But right now, I need to step away for a bit and focus on my health. So, that's it. Canada has one of the highest MS rates in the entire world, if not the highest MS mm -hmm. rate. I can't believe how many people I know from even my circle of my family. Me too. That, you know, is it the, the sunlight? Is it the lack of vitamin D? Is, you know, why is it that, that Canada is such a target for MS? I think it's the sunlight and the lack of vitamin D. I really do, because it happens a lot in uh, the UK as well. So it's, a, it's something as simple as giving your kids uh, vitamin D from a young age I think, I, I think you could even get rid of MS if everyone took vitamin D every single day. Um, but that's just a theory that hasn't really been proven. But Have you been attempted to try some of the, the other therapies that we've uh, been hearing about over the last couple of years? Right now, I've, I, I've stopped taking all of my drugs. I'm, I'm three months into no drugs at all. I'm, I'm going the, the, the eating healthy and exercising route to see how that works because the drugs that I've been taking, the, the newer ones, haven't really worked for me, and they kind of made me feel worse. So I'm just going with with this routine of, of, you know, staying positive, exercising, eating well, and seeing where that takes me. And if it doesn't work, then I'll, I'll reach out to these newer therapies and see what happens. 
When did you make the decision that you were, wouldn't be able to participate in the last album? We had written 12 of 13 songs and we were one month away from going into the studio. And I just said, I can't do it. Why couldn't you do it? What was, what was the problem? I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I was walking with a cane at one point. Um, it was just, I, I couldn't do it. I was, I was pushing myself too hard. I wasn't really listening to my body as much as I should. And it's something that I, I've, I've held with me since the beginning, you know, since album one, since album two, since album three, like, you know, I'm, I'm a, I have MS, like this is something that's supposed to slow me down, but I'm not letting it slow me down. And I've always wondered if it would ever slow me down and it slowed me down. So I, I, I think it's been, it's, I'm, being as positive as, as I can about it and listening to my body and taking that knowledge and trying to come back even stronger. That's my, my goal now. Well, I'll tell you, these guys have been on, on your side from the looks of it. Yeah, definitely. And I'm blessed. And, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Well, we wish you all, of course, the very best in that. Do you, when do you think you'll be back? I don't know. I'm going to try for some time in 2017. I had, and went to Poland and uh, played one song last week, yeah. which is pretty good. <clears throat> First amazing. time in a year. Yeah. Aaron got on the drums yeah. and played Surrender. It was, it was awesome. awesome. It was awesome. Okay. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Needless to say, everybody wishes Aaron well so we can get back to playing with the band like this. This song's going out to that my ass. Live Billy Town from 2003, recorded at a place called the Philips Hall in Dusseldorf, Germany. Their band and their management and their record label are all 100% behind Aaron in his struggle with MS. And that included setting up a charity called FUMS that raises money for research. Here's Ben addressing a crowd at a music festival on May 29, 2016. And this pretty much says everything that needs to be said about how the rest of the band feels about Aaron. Something? I'm not expecting you to understand. I wish I could speak Russian. I wish I could speak to you better. But uh, we have been a band for about 22 years, and. Uh, Unfortunately, our drummer and our brother, Mr. Aaron Solowanya, cannot be here today because he has a disease that's not letting him be here today and he can't play. But all he wants to do is come here and play for you people. That's all he wants to do. And I just need you to know that he is working his ass off to come back and play for you people. But in the meantime, we've been very blessed and very fortunate to have Jordan Hastings from Alexis on Fire fill in. Because we're where from. It's all about love. It's all about taking care of each other. It's about helping each other. And when someone falls down, you pick them up. If somebody needs something, you f***ing 
give it to them. You love each other, you respect each other, and you take care of each other, okay? Nothing much to add to that. We'll wrap up our long conversation with Billy Talent in just a second. Let's spend the rest of the time we have with Billy Talent looking at some material beyond just their studio albums. They did something pretty cool in 2006 when it came time to release their first live album. They recorded a couple of sets in England, one in London on September the 8th, and another in Manchester on September the 16th. These performances were then packaged as a two-CD set that were sold at concerts and online. And the result here is two 75-minute sets. It's very raw stuff right from the stage. And here's a sample of the London show. This is Standing in the Rain. Billy Talent, live at the Hammersmith Palais in London, September 8, 2006. There have been other live albums, including 666, which was also a DVD featuring material from the Rock Am Ring Festival, which is a giant event at the Nürburgring in Germany. 50,000 people plus. Here's Ben. This past summer, uh, we, we played Rock Am Ring again, and... Uh, Kind of a funny, awful story, but there was such bad weather and there was lightning strikes and all these people were hurt. And so they moved, evacuated everybody off the off the grounds. And then uh, as the day was progressing, we were told, like, you're not playing, you're not playing, you're not playing. And it was supposed to be us. It was supposed to be Deftones, us, and then the, the Chili Peppers headlining. And then uh, throughout the whole day, it was like, you're not playing, you're not playing, you're not playing, you're playing, you're playing, you're not playing. And then eventually they... The Chili Peppers, I don't know what happened, but they asked us if we would go on after them. So now all of a sudden, it's our first show back in Germany. It goes Deftones, then the Chili's, and then us. We headlined the night, and then the next day they canceled it because of the weather. So that was that was a pretty special day. No, it was a crazy <laughs> yeah. day. And not, not, yeah. not to mention it was Jordan who's yeah. been s- sitting in for Aaron, his third show yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) the first two shows were in russia go get him kid (laughs) yeah here's a sample from another rock and ring performance Talent, live at the Rock Am Ring Festival in Germany, a country where they do really, really well. But their best territory is, of course, in Canada. What's yeah, that like to, yeah, to play a show in front of a hometown fan like that, fans like that? Oh, man. It's, you know, you, again, once you kind of know our past and know that we've, you know, we literally have played every bar, every club, every you know, from Chinese food restaurants to people's house parties, you know, it's that is unobtainable. Like, there's no way you could ever do that, you know? Oh, it's like nothing ever comes out of Streetsville, Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, uh, you know, we, yeah, when you're on stage, I remember, you know, and still to this day, you know, when we, we play big shows or regardless if they're in Toronto or, you know, you, you're just, you, you, it just blows our, like we just got off tour a couple days ago and we just were in Europe for the last uh, two months, more or less. And the shows were amazing and just seeing so many people having fun and still coming to see us play this many years on is, yeah, it's still, still very special to us and we hold it in a very high regard. Let's finish it up here. How long can this band keep going? They've been playing together since 1993. So have you ever given any thought to your longevity? 
No. I mean, I haven't. I mean, through I, the end of the week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you kind of. Uh, we've been doing it for so long, uh, you know, and obviously things morph and change. And Aaron's situation on this record, by you know, Aaron wasn't able to play on this record because of his because of his illness, um, and that was huge to us and a huge blow to us that he wasn't able to come in the studio, wasn't able to come on the road. And we have Jordan from Alexa on Fire filling in, which is which is great, and he's amazing, and he's doing a wonderful job. But that definitely. Uh, has changed, uh, you know, the way the band works, and 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 we're all rooting for him to come back, you know. So that's like taking twenty five percent out of something of like the four of us, you know. And we all were in this together, and uh, so that that's that's been a, a big challenge for us. But I, I longevity. I mean, I just can't. I don't know myself without this band. You know? Well, that's the problem when you start a job when you're 17. Yeah. And this is, this is all you've ever really known. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah right. exactly. Yeah. Thanks to everybody in Billy Talent, Ben, John, Ian, and Aaron. Thank you for making yourself available for these three programs. It took some very serious organization and commitment to make this happen, and it would not have been possible without big efforts from their record label, Warner Music Canada. So thanks. It was very much appreciated. If you're looking for more from me, go to my website, which is a ajournalofmusicalthings.com. It's updated all the time, every single day. Got to keep things fresh, you know. There is a daily newsletter, which is free. If you haven't signed up for that, you should. It's just straight info. No one will try and sell you anything. My email is alan at alancross.ca, and we can also cross paths on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Google+. Technical Productions by Rob Johnston. And I got to tell you, he also did a lot of the hard work herding Billy Talent into the studio. And thanks to Bree for helping out with the recording session. Talk to you next time. I'm Alan Cross. You've been listening to the Ongoing History of New Music podcast with Alan Cross. Subscribe to the podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and everywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Podcasts.